Dreams do not have a filter that your normal, polite, waking self puts up. Welcome to the hidden meaning of dreams with Sweet Georgia Pam. It does matter what the dreamer themselves associates with those things that come up in the dream. Spiritual director, dream expert, author, and educator, Sweet Georgia Pam is here to remind us that dreams are the answer. They're always with you. They know you better than you know yourself, and they're always trying to tell you the truth. There's some back and forth here between you and some awareness. And now your host, Melissa Carter. SweetGeorgiaPam.com is the website where you can go to and find out all about Sweet Georgia Pam. She makes me laugh off air. Uh, she has, and on air too, she has a guide called Six Nights to Better Dream Recall that's free there at SweetGeorgiaPam.com if you're having trouble remembering your dreams. And she's available on social media at Sweet Georgia Pam. So I'm excited for today because we have another guest. Pam, I'll let you take it away. Oh my gosh. Thanks, Melissa. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, we have a lot of fun on this show. So I hope our listeners are having as much fun as we are. And yes, we have a fun friend joining us. This is Kara Dempsey. Kara is a certified coach who specializes in something called human design, which I'm going to let her explain for us, cycle vitality and astrology. And Kara has her own podcast called Floatactivity. And she and I connected on TikTok and we are fast friends now. So Kara, I'm going to let you take it over and just give us a little, a little snippet about you. Yeah. Hi, I'm Kara. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I am so grateful. Ultimately, I created this concept, Floatactivity, and it's just understanding how someone operates as a person, and it helps them create the life of their dreams and live with purpose and ease. With that, we just, with my coaching, we focus on their goals. I teach them and coach them to live in a to learn to live in alignment, and then they become omnipotent in their life and they attract all the things that they want in their desires. I found this concept in my own life. I was a hairstylist for 19 years. I got burnt out and I was living my life in the expectations of other people. And I found power in living in my design. And I'm just so empowered to teach other people do the same. So brilliant. So brilliant. You see why we are fast friends. We have this mystic coachy thing in common. Kara actually gave me a little sampling of the human design and she talked me through the model and how it fits me. And I was blown away. So I would encourage our listeners to go check it out on her website, which will be in the show notes for this episode. We have invited Kara to share a dream and we'll do a little bit of unpacking of what you bring to the table. I'm going to start out with some reoccurrence in my dreams over the last year, and then a specific dream in general. So a reoccurrence that I have in my dreams is there's a water, it's usually still. And there was one time where it was still and that I actually floated off a cliff, but it felt serene. And like I like was rebirthed in the process. So it did not feel scary. Another reoccurrence is RVs. Mm. And that just could be my love and wanting an RV in my life. I realized how many people come to me in my dreams and they maybe did not play a significant role in my past, but mm. there's always people from my past 
that I can't explain the connection in every dream. So it's like a lot of people that, yeah, that come through. But the specific dream that called to me in my my dream journal that I went through was I was with my parents at a party and it seemed like it was a watching party for someone in sports. And, you know, a, a bit of real life for me is my mom is still with us, but my dad has passed away. And I know I've, sh- I think I've shared with you that my, I've had people that have passed away come to me in my dreams. And so it felt different with him in this dream. He was there, but in the corner, like watching kind of how I feel like he is in my life right now. Like he's not with me, but I feel his support. This dream, my my husband and my children weren't there, but they were definitely a part of my life in this dream. And out of nowhere, my parents brought me a cake to celebrate me being accepted into film school. Mm-hmm. And never have I wanted to be in film or go to film school. <laughs> But a part of my vision board that I started three years ago for me to kind of take this journey that I've been on mm-hmm. has something to do with film presently, which again, I would have never thought. And so that's that's ultimately the dream was um, feeling that connection with my dad, like he's there, he's watching. And yeah, the celebration part, it did feel a little weird for me that we were bringing a cake to celebrate me while we were watching someone else achieve their dreams. Mm. And then I also remember wanting to save eating the cake once I brought it home to have with my kids and my husband. Oh, that's lovely. (laughs) Did you want to add something else? I think that's it. I think that's everything. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What a, what a very, it sounds like good dream. Were there any emotions that were other than positive in this dream that you can, like, if you sort of track through your emotional experience from start to finish in the dream? It felt good. I think the only thing was the fact that there was a cake for me when we were there celebrating someone else. That made me feel uncomfortable, but I was still appreciative of, I guess, my parents wanting to celebrate me in a moment like that. Sure. For clarification purposes, I want to understand you said your dad was sort of off to the side, but then you said your parents brought you a cake. So did it shift in that part of the dream where they were both present? Mm -mm. It really felt like he was just like in In the the shadows. In the shadows. Yeah. But like in a good way, not like creepy. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Being a support person from, (laughs) from afar. Okay. Part of doing dream work is for me to get as detailed as possible of an image of this dream. So can you describe the cake to me? We all want to know what the cake was like. Yeah. So the cake was, I feel like it was a standard sheet cake. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just me going off of, like, I did not describe it in my dream journal. So this is just sure. me trying to connect with it. I felt like it was white with blue writing, kind of like cursive, scrolly looking Mm -hmm. And, you know, that you bring that up, there was a cake that I really loved um, as a child that like, I maybe had once or twice for birthdays, and that's what's coming through. And so it was more of like that taste that I really, um, that I loved. Yes. Oh, what a special connection. That is the benefit of when you're doing dream sharing, just for our listeners. If you ask questions and elicit more details, it can really trigger the dreamer, just like you're doing right now, Kara, to step fully into the dream. 
and to start going, it actually reminds me of, right, of this new piece of information. So now when we move into trying to figure out the meaning, we are now going to be able to layer that childhood memory and that experience onto this. Just real quickly, because this is how my brain works, I'm going to throw this in before I backtrack to the rest of this dream. For me, what would be important if I had this experience that you're describing is to, in my waking life, seek out, not necessarily the cake, I'm not telling you to go get a cake, but to seek out the felt experience that connects me to that childhood memory, the idea of celebration, maybe even the color, the blue and white color of icing, like just just have your radar out for something in your waking life that has that same energy around it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The piece that you shared about they are bringing, they're celebrating me when we are there to watch somebody else. The way that you described it is it's sort of somebody else's moment. And I feel a little guilty receiving praise at the same time or celebration at the same time. That would be something to reflect on in waking life. I had that conflict for myself. And if that is a true conflict, you can reflect from a waking state on how do I want to, how do I want to deal with that? Is that okay? Should I not feel guilty about that? Can we have a shared experience? You know, that kind of thing. And here's the other thing that's coming through. And then I'm going to let you reflect a little bit back. Um, And that is, there's a difference for me in the detail. There's a difference between a large sporting event and wanting to take this cake home and have an intimate moment, an intimate event with your family. To me, what, what that might remind me of is these big visions of my goals in life outwardly in the world, the work I want to do, the good work I want to do in the world, and wanting some of that special recognition to be reserved for being in the intimate relationships of my family. Yeah. So how does any of that resonate for you or land for you? Yeah. Well, you know, just talking about the difference between taking away from someone else's celebration. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've had things like that happen to me in the past and that didn't feel good to me. Whereas I wasn't feeling like I was getting my moment. Mm -hmm. So I always feel like I'm trying to be a wary of someone else's and not stealing theirs. But, you know, at this event, that person wasn't there. So it's not even like they knew I was taking it away. It was just people gathering around to watch them and cheer them on from a distance. So that definitely, yeah, reflecting that, I feel like I don't want to call it a wounds, but I do, I did feel that a little bit of that's been taken from me. So I don't want to do that to other people. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it does make sense because when I want to celebrate, I'd When I want people to celebrate me, I don't want it to be a big production. I do want it to be intimate. It puts Mm -hmm. me in an uncomfortable place when it's like on stage, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Almost like like an introvert would prefer a small intimate gathering over a big stadium sporting event with everybody cheering you on. Yeah. Yeah. 
So then the last piece I feel like that's maybe hanging out here. And I know we kind of need to, we try, we like to try to keep these episodes relatively short so people can like digest a little piece at a time about how this works is the film school connection. Because this is just, oh, Pam, just don't filter, just keeps talking. Okay. Because the cake connection for you reminds you of childhood and celebrations in childhood, school is also something from childhood. And film is something from current, a current project or a current evolution of your vision, right? So there's this connection of inner authority, right? My parents are my are my inner authority now that I'm a grown up. And so my inner authority is recognizing the celebration of this evolution of my learning. When you said that, like, I was about to start crying. I also feel like my dad being that supportive piece, like he has felt so strong that he's kind of bridging this, these things that I never thought were possible. So knowing that he is with me as I like take these steps. (laughs) I love that so much, Kara. Thank you for, um, thank you for your willingness to just, to just come and, and let us let your dream take up space, right? So when we unpack something that feels deep and truthful, like you're sharing now, my best piece of advice is just to let it, let it simmer. Just let it take up space today because our dreams tend to bring us these deep truths. When we get them out, we have a tendency to go like, cool, okay, processed, moving on. But if you like give it space, which I can tell from who you are, you definitely know how to do that. Just let it, just let it continue to feed you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm telling you, I, this has been beautiful. I mean, I seriously, Kara, thank you. Because I think that, you know, so much on the podcast, we talk about how your dreams can help you. Pam, what do you normally say about dreams? They're there for you, right? They're from you, they're to you, and they're for you, right? And so they're always trying to move each one of us towards emotional and spiritual well-being. Yeah. So it's not just for entertainment. Sometimes it can be, but a lot of times it's like what Kara's experiencing, where it's just really something that resonates and deep. And and like she said, uh, to be able to sit in it. If you want to have a similar experience with Pam, if you have a dream, a recurring dream, a dream you maybe had last night that you're like, oh, yes, I want to reach out to her. She is on social media. You can DM her at Sweet Georgia Pam is her handle. Also, SweetGeorgiaPam.com is the website where you can find out about her newsletter, about her guide to Six Nights to Better Dream Recall. And if you're on YouTube, then you can leave comments in our comment section, and we would love to share your dream on the air. SweetGeorgiaPam.com is where you can find either. So if you're on YouTube, you can find the podcast there. If you're on the podcast, you can find YouTube there. There you go. Kara, my love, thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing that. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And Pam, as always, thank you. This has been such a pleasure. I just want to say sweet dreams, everybody. And um, go check out, like I said, we'll have in the show notes all of Kara's information. Please go check out everything she has going. It's really powerful stuff. The content in this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Pam Muller is not a licensed mental health professional. If you or someone you know suffers from severe, persistent nightmares, please seek medical help.